Welcome to the Oral Health Podcast. Today, Ben is sitting down with hygienist Anna Middleton. Anna Middleton is an award-winning dental hygienist, better known on social media as London Hygienist, and was voted the ninth most influential dental professional in the UK in 2020. Today, they're sitting down to talk about preventative care and this Zoom boom that we're currently all in and how that has impacted them in practice. A quick reminder that all of the guests are being recorded safely at home as we are following all of the relevant COVID procedures in place at the time of recording. Thank you to Align Technology for sponsoring this episode. Now over to Ben. Well, here we are again with the National Smile Month podcast. Thank you to Align Technology, our platinum sponsor of National Smile Month. As part of our sponsorship, they've agreed for little old me to do some podcasts for the Oral Health Foundation as the president, I suppose. So fantastic. It is Anna Middleton today, and I'm just watching one of my chickens run past the window where we are. So it's, it's all good. So Anna, how on earth are you? I am very well. Thank you so much. It's always nice to catch up with you and do what we do best. Can't talk that much dribble today, Anna. We've got to be like professional and everything because it's professional facing. So it's all good. So the Zoom effect. How are you finding the Zoom boom with the preventative journey that you do in your sleep? Yeah, I mean, that's a really interesting, I guess, term that's been coined. And um I saw a quote according to Forbes magazine that your smile is a key tool in making you more influential and likable on Zoom which is a pretty like powerful um, statement to make. Um, and an interesting one, when you think about that in a survey um, that was conducted, 84% of people surveyed would actually change something about their smile. And it seems that there is a lot of um, self-consciousness surrounding people's smile and the rise of Zoom during lockdown and being on calls all the time and on display has clearly Um, seen a spike in patients obviously seeking cosmetic treatment and and just dental treatment in general and um, they said as well that sort of 58% of those people that were surveyed said cosmetic dental work um, they were worried that it was that it would take too long and that it's too expensive but on the on the upside of that there are those out there who really are now seeking dental work to obviously improve their smile and improve their confidence. I love that point. It's that patient perception that dentistry is too expensive. They can't, or actually, they can't afford it. So one of our jobs as professionals is really to explain explain how much it costs, you know? It's, it's how much that value is, isn't it? So that's where one of my biggest concerns comes in is obviously you know how extremely passionate I am about guarding patients against problems caused by unsafe products and ingredients, as well as unregulated and unqualified suppliers. And I think with so many people being at home and on Zoom and online, I mean, social media influencers and the rise of platforms such as like TikTok have also seen a rise in non-dental professionals potentially spreading, you know, dangerous or harmful advice which is something I've obviously regularly called out on in the past. And, you know, some of the big things that I believe we need to be really hot on it and help educate patients around is things like direct aligner systems, illegal tooth whitening and dental tourism. Um, And there was another stat that said that um, 23% had attempted a health trend that they'd seen on social media and 21% follow profiles that give advice, but they're sure that those people aren't qualified to give advice. So it just goes to show that 
you know, the sort of the demand is out there and um, patient and the public are seeking ways to improve not only, for example, their oral health, but their, their overall health. And But we need to be really careful and helping and supporting those those people, making sure they get the, the best care and treatment out there. I think it's, it's, it's critical, but I know you're really passionate about direct access because it's really amazing to get patients getting engaged with practices, getting them work with practices, but actually communicating to patients that what they see on TikTok or whatever platform might not be the treatment for them. You know what I mean? It might actually, you just need your teeth, the stage remove your teeth, you'll be happy with that. Come and see us, whereas you're spending a fortune on something that's not value. You know, if that is doing damage to your teeth. Well, so, no, and I was going to say, that's the exact thing that, you know, that even brands are starting to pick up on this and market their products towards um, various demographics in order to sort of like capitalize on that. And um, I contributed to an article recently, which basically asked, are teeth the new boob job in terms of like trend and where, where you know, what is hot right now and basically the rise of dental professionals as the new sort of celebs and influencers um there's definitely this this zoom boom and teeth craze that's happening right now i must admit i was going to ask for your autograph with the article in the guardian it was <laughs> very, very good so your confidence with your smile is critical and i think that's come across with the media stuff how are you finding patients now we're getting back into the real world you know it's that the masks are coming off it's almost like let's just take the masks off and the show must go on type thing are you getting many patients coming are you getting this not just the top end stuff maybe the maintenance things coming back to you the you know that education of your patients what's going on with your patients yourself so uh, on a whole so since let's say from last like um march i feel that um, my use of my brand and social media uh, gave me the opportunity to connect with patients remotely um, from all over. Uh, I sort of feel like I coached a lot of patients during lockdown. So say, for example, helping them improve their oral health, but also um, just general like inquiries or what they could do at home while they weren't able to attend a dental clinic. So then off the flip side of that, when we did start opening up again, I saw a sharp rise in patients, anywhere from between like five to 10 new patients a week. I mean, I'm currently fully booked to the end of um, June and beginning of July. And obviously my direct access side of things has grown so much with patient demand that I'm now in a position where I'm going to just be at a clinic doing nothing but direct access. Um, I think lockdown saw... um, in in the survey as well, that 32% said that they'd become more aware of their oral health. 13% have now registered with private practices and 10% have undertaken treatment or are seriously considering treatment and 5% have visited sooner than normal. So this just goes to show there's clearly, um, you know, the, the attitudes that uh, dental health is important, oral health is important. Um, these patients don't seem to be sort of like put off in terms of coming. In fact, they, it's almost as if they have more time and more disposable income to take up the treatments that they'd once uh, perhaps not considered in the past. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think attitude has changed to the value, hasn't it? People are more perceptive over the value of their smile, that confidence. We've missed the smile because the mask has been over our teeth. Now, 
we're looking at the public health attitude, people's view on their teeth. But have you, are you dealing with, the, with that mountain of, oh my, the, the, the teeth oral hygiene is, is reduced? Because I, mean, I think you can obviously tell the difference between your patients who you've maintained, you've motivated, and new patients. Are you seeing an increase in carriage risk? Uh, you know, that, that sort of thing after the, after the snacking journey we've been through. How, how's your perception of your, your patient, new patients coming through the door? You know, lucky dip, you don't know what's going to walk through the door on the day. I've got those who are just, they come in and they're like, I haven't been able to see my hygienist as normal or they're not offering the full array of services. I found you, I go routinely, I just want to get back on top of it. I'm a little bit overdue. Then you have those on the other end of the spectrum who are like, I haven't been for years and years and years, but I really want to take care of my oral, my oral health right now, come across you, hence why I'm here. Um, so sometimes for those, their, their oral hygiene may not be uh, poor, but they may have a lot of just, you know, build up from over time. Um, others, I've had patients who were halfway through period treatment. So obviously they've relapsed, having not been able to have their three month reassessment, six point pocket chart and further treatment. Um, so it really has varied as for me the sort of i with my sort of demographic and my patients caries hasn't been too bad but what i have noticed is those um what i would perhaps say younger um generation and ages that have come to see me having decided to embark on investing in their oral health when i've performed things like their bite wings i found interproximal caries and obviously you know that from the outside they look pretty good Again, it's just they didn't know they needed to interdental clean every day. So taking them on that sort of journey early on and nipping it in the bud, as I like to say, with, with some of the treatment, is obviously um, they're seeing the value and investment in it. And some of those people that started seeing me, say, last summer, have already come back another once or twice in that period of time because they now see that they book their next appointment before they leave. So we're definitely changing attitudes and perceptions as to what a hygienist and a therapist does, let alone what treatments are available at the dentist. And that actually, it's not scary as they may have once perceived it to be. I think you're alluding to, I'm putting words into your mouth here, it's, it's for professionals to understand the value of the hygiene business within your practice. You know, it's that if I'm a practice owner, you know, that's my, my hat. I'm thinking one of the biggest developers was that hygiene centre, which I do think we are catching the states up with considerably now the, the the model it's the most i think it's one of the most profitable areas that we neglect within our business i'm thinking who this podcast is through it's, it's obviously to the profession and as developments of the aesthetical side of hygiene and the hygiene hygiene side of hygiene we need to evolve those quite considerably and i feel that as this covid journey has become because of, i don't i hate the term zoom boom i'm almost between you and me um but i do i think that we can capitalize on that and improve people's oral hygiene journey. But I, I 100% agree with you. And it's not just about the hygiene aspect of it. It is about utilizing the full scope of practice for both hygienists and therapists. So obviously we need to consider that with the new sort of rules, regulations and the ways in which we are working, we need to all be working at our sort of, our, I don't want to say max capacity in terms of stretching ourselves, but what we need to be doing is maximizing the time that we all have when we are in clinic. So I've started taking over some of the sort of uh, routine checkup side of things for some of the patients um, in, you know, doing some of the uh, routine dental work to ensure that then the dentist can crack on with the things that I'm not qualified to do or that are outside of my scope of practice. So it means the patient is getting better value for money. They're getting the better treatment because they're 
they're not having to have say for example multiple visits and everyone in the clinic is doing stuff that they like doing so it's it's improved workflow um you know the the role in which i play with the dentists i work with no one starts a smile makeover journey no one starts their invisalign until they've had their oral hygiene assessed that their perio health is stable and then throughout their treatment they see me routinely and at the end of the treatment they continue to see me as their sort of insurance for the work that they've just had done they probably spend more time with myself than they do some of the other you know the dentists and clinicians so it's really 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 i think evolving and actually you know, there's so many bright and passionate hygienists and therapists out there who want to do more within the team as well as, you know, within the industry and how we all work together. So it's like, I think it's a really good time for, I, I say myself and, and my people as hygienists and therapists to be really excelling within dentistry. I couldn't agree with you more. And I think that change in public health attitude within the population can only be enhanced by using the team as a conduit for the oral health message that's all we've got time for Anna today that's been an absolute wonderful thing so just a quick thank you to Align for having you on our podcast again and I will see you soon thank you very much see you soon